Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of our trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. And just trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. I know this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Archibald Richard scores! Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. On. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Manage print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. What a stop made by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. All right, welcome everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 12.07 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. we got a lot to get to on today's edition of Oilers Now. Calling us in three minutes' time will be Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. The Oilers uh, made an off-season maneuver in which they uh, signed Anton Forsberg to a one-way deal at $700,000. Last year, Forsberg uh, played in the Carolina organization, splitting time on what many people thought was the best tandem in the American Hockey League with Alex Nijelkovic. Uh, both guys uh, this year slated to make uh, 700 plus on a one-way. Nijelkovic with Carolina, the team that claimed Forsberg, they have uh, subsequently put Nijelkovic on waivers. Uh, entirely a possibility that Carolina may carry three goaltenders on their active roster. The other players that were waived yesterday included Jujar Kara, Joe Kim Nygaard, uh, those players were not claimed. Jujar uh, uh, Kara, my guess is, will likely be the Oilers' fourth-line center tomorrow against the Vancouver Canucks when we drop the puck on the 2021 season. Besides Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland, Sportsnet Spark. Uh, Spec, Mark Spector will join us today at 12.35 for the horses in horse racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women working in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. Uh, we will also have, out of the athletic in Vancouver, Thomas Drance, who spent uh, multiple years working down in Florida with the uh, Panthers organization as well. Uh, again, we'll, uh, we'll watch things uh, unfold here over the course of the next uh, day or so. What the Oilers declare is a roster today at three o'clock may not indeed be their lineup tomorrow just keep that in mind again ken holland will join us in about 90 seconds time i'm expecting on orders now i will tell you that uh the orders hit the ice at 12 o'clock today the engineers at uh, 6 30 chad and chorus are in the building right now uh putting together our new drop they requested that i do the show from home today just so they can work on frequencies what was that song what's that frequency uh kenneth anyhow uh working on things at the building. So we are going to go to the building right now. We are joined by Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Ken, it's Bob Stoffer. How are you doing? 
Good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Yes, thank you for your time. I, I wish I was in the building, but again, we're working on some things technically for tomorrow's broadcast. Uh, we'll start with the news of the day. Were you surprised that Anton Forsberg was claimed on waivers uh, by the Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Now, you know, Don Waddell, he was my assistant manager in Detroit, 1998-99. He called me a couple of hours uh, in advance to give me a heads up that they had put in a waiver claim. So I guess I was surprised when I got the call from Don. So not surprised when I, I, when I read the, uh, the waiver wire. Uh, this is a unique situation. You, usually what happens in these scenarios, Ken, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, when you sign a, uh, an organizational number three goaltender uh, to a one-way deal, that usually acts as a buffer, does it not, for most organizations not claiming that guy when you attempt to put him on in this situation in a taxi squad or conversely in the minors as well. Is that part of the reason why Forsberg was signed to the contract that he was? I mean, obviously, the contract that he got would probably be based upon two or three things. One, supply and demand. Um, you know, and there's a lot of number three goalies in pro hockey that are on one-way contracts if they're not if they're not top prospects, if they're unrestricted free agents. And then, obviously, um, you know, by by offering a one-way, you're hoping that uh, this very this thing that we're talking about that when you do put a person on waivers, it's easier to claim a guy on a two-way than a than a than a one-way. Now, obviously, uh, Carolina had. Um, Forsberg last year, he played in their organization last year, so they know him very well. And I see they put on Nadelkovic today on uh, on waivers. So, um, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, obviously, in the next 24 hours. But certainly he's, uh, he's property of Carolina. And, uh, you know, what uh, we'll have Stuart Skinner t- today to put on our uh, – um, on our uh, on our taxi squad, obviously, it's mandatory that you have three goalies on your on your roster between taxi squad and uh, and your your roster uh, your opening day roster. So uh, um, uh, Skinner is just across the street at the the JW Marriott. He's not heading down to Bakersfield until uh, or wasn't planning to go to Bakersfield until around December uh, January 19th or 20th because there's not going to be any ice down there. So it's it's good that he's just across the street for us. All right, uh, and of course, uh, you, you know, players have to clear borders as well. That's all a factor. I know I got a call from uh, an Eastern-based organization yesterday about another guy that got claimed today that was uh, out of uh, out of Canada. Um, regarding, was there any, I, you mentioned you're a little bit surprised that Forsberg got claimed. There is, like the Maple Leafs decided to carry three goaltenders on their active roster was not to get too far into what you guys were doing behind closed doors. Was there discussion on potentially keeping Forsberg on the active roster so nobody could claim him? Uh, Bob, no, no, no. I mean, when you see our opening day roster today, um, you know, we're going to have nine defensemen, um, you know, on our opening day roster. Um, one of them is going to be um, Evan Bouchard. Um, and and because of a cap situation, you know, we're going to have them on our opening day roster. We are not going to carry uh, uh, nine defensemen on our active roster because, uh, you know, you then only have 12 forwards. We want to get to the point where we're going to be 13, 8, and 2. So over the next day or two, um, you know, we'll, 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 Bouchard will go, we'll move 
moved from our active roster to uh, to our taxi squad. He, I, I told him that yesterday, so he knows the plan, and then that will free us up to be able to move a forward from taxi up to uh, up to our uh, roster, our, our NHL roster for 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 Vancouver on Thursday. So we'll, we'll be 13, 8, and uh, two. So to have nine nine defensemen on the opening roster and, and three uh, and three goaltenders, uh, that's uh, you can't do you know, that. Three nine is twelve. You, 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 you'd have to you'd have eleven forwards available for 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 Wednesday night. And we're trying to win Wednesday night. We're trying to win game one, and and uh, we're trying to you know, we're trying to maximize our cap issues. But at the same time, we're trying to put the best team that we can on the ice uh, for Wednesday night because uh, you know it's a real game. It's two points at stake. All right, we'll get to the, your overview view of the team in a second. Just circling back, because I have to, Ken, on the goaltender. Is there the potential that you may look at signing another goaltender now if you don't claim anybody that goes on waivers over the next 48 hours? Would you, is there, I don't even know if there's another guy out there that you could theoretically sign. Uh, well, we have to get, we have to get somebody for Bakersfield. So the answer is yes. I mean, obviously okay. right now, you know, you've got three goalies. We have to carry three goalies with, with, with the big team. We were running Bakersfield, so we're going to need two goalies down there so you know i guess we could go get somebody on loan from another nhl team um but certainly we need to have five goaltenders ideally we'd like to have five oiler goaltenders because if you do get an injury up here or something goes on yeah you got to have three goalies they're going to give us time to get a guy from bakersfield up to here but now we're we're left again with 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 with, with one goalie so i think we need five goaltenders so the answer is yes um, but we certainly we got Skinner. Uh, we can, we're comfortable with Skinner up here, but at some point in time, we'd like to get Skinner playing. He's a young kid; he needs to play. So, but we've got some time on our hands because uh, Bakersfield doesn't start till February the fifth, and uh, so we've got some time on our hands to sort this out. Uh, all right, let's get into training camp overall. My personal observation is we knew that added depth was there. To me, what surprised me the most is it looks like the team moves the puck up the ice better. Uh, would you agree or disagree with that uh, perspective? Well, I would say yes. I mean, I think, you know, you know, with the addition of Barry and and the development of Bear and the development of uh, Caleb Jones looks good. Um, you know, the, you obviously, you know, the, their young players are going to their second year. You're hoping that they take a, they take a step, but sometimes second year players take a step back. It's just, it's just, uh, the, it's, it's, a, it's a hard league. But I would say to you that, that what we've tried to do is, is build a defense that can, uh, can move the puck. Now, you know, Bob, I'm anxious to play games like everybody's anxious to play games. I think there's seven really good teams. Three are going to miss. I think the I think I expect the standings are going to be really close. I think I think that 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 you probably have the possibility of lots of games going to to extra time. And then not knowing what's going on with injuries, not knowing what's going on, who has COVID issues, who doesn't have COVID issues. But as I look at the seven teams across Canada, they all look really really close. When you look at last year's standings, at the points that we all had over seventy or seventy one games, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, Vancouver, us were all all real close obviously Montreal uh, and, and Ottawa were down but they, they made the tremendous additions Ottawa obviously has got Stutzel who we watched in the World Junior and Dadanov and they made some additions and, and, and Montreal has added uh, uh, they got a, you know, a good good one-two punch and goal and added Anderson and, and uh, Toffoli so those two teams are dramatically improved so it looks like the division is really close I think that we're going to be able to move the puck a lot better um, and uh, that's that's certainly what we tried to do, but I'm anxious to see where we fit in because
because I think it's a really, really tight division. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, Ken, last year was your first year with the organization. Connor McDavid was coming off, as it turned out to be, and I'm sure you were aware of the degree of the injury, but most of the media, most of the fans were not until the documentary came out. Uh, Connor looked pretty good last a year ago in September. It's 15 months ago. It seems so long ago. It's crazy. I don't know about you, but to me, he kind of looks like he's on a, a little bit different level. Is there anywhere you, you can compare a year ago, September, to now with what you're seeing out of Connor through training camp? Well, I, he looks, you know, he looks a little quicker. He looks, he looks, I mean, he, he, he looks, he's a superstar. Um, and I would say to you, that obviously when when he we went to camp last year he had spent spent the entire previous three or four months really rehabbing and trying to get himself up um into into to be ready for opening night there you know as we were talking in june and july with with our doctors and connor's people you know there was some uncertainty whether he'd be ready for opening night and he pushed and pushed hard to make it happen well he's now had that's that's from uh, like you said that's 15 months ago he's had 15 months to skate and to train and and uh, he's as motivated as an athlete as i've uh, as i've been around he's single-minded to, to to be the best that he can be and wants to be the best in the in, in, in the world. So um, he's in great shape uh, mentally and physically. He's had a tremendous camp. I'm excited to watch him starting tomorrow night. Obviously, you got the one-two punch now with McDavid and Drysaddle at, at center. That changes the complexion of the depth. This was something you knew could be an issue last uh, start of last season when we had John. But you signed Kyle Turris. Uh, you know, you bring in Cahoon, but you got Turris right now with Archibald and Poliarvi. Just a thought specifically on what you've seen out of Turris, and perhaps more importantly for the Oilers fan base, can Poliarvi as well. Jesse looks really good. Um, you know, I'm anxious to, again, I, I'm talking to the people that have been around here before I got here by, you know, Bob Nicholson, uh, Keith Gretzky, um, uh, Bill Scott. Um, you know, his, his English is, 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 he can communicate. I, I, I don't think his English was nearly as good two years ago as it is now. That's a big part of being in a team sport is the ability to communicate. Um He's got. He's been on a line the entire training camp. Basically, Turris in the middle. He's on right wing, and, and Archibald on left wing. They look. They have the makings of looking of being a good third line for us. Um, Turris is obviously a veteran guy. He seems to have taken Jesse under his wing. You know, he, he'd be a good role model and a mentor. He's a good pro. He's been around a long time. Had a lot of success in the National Hockey League. So, um, certainly, they give us reason for for optimism. Ken uh, Holland joining us, Edmonton Oilers General Manager Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers. Now, Ken, would have, the Ken Holland that first started as a GM in Detroit, would he, if he have handled the Jessa Pugliarvi situation differently than maybe the patience that you showed during the course of last season dealing it? Would you maybe have been more prone 25 years ago to have gone ahead and maybe traded him for a like-minded prospect that was struggling in an organization? Well, I think experience. No, I mean, I probably possibly would have handled the situation uh, the situation differently. Now, uh, obviously, I went through the situation. My first year in manager in Detroit, Sergey Fedorov was a holdout, and he held out until February. We, he got an offer sheet, and, and we matched it, and then and we moved on. So, but all those experiences. 
you know, it's, it's, I guess it's, you know, when you're around the sport, the reason, you know, players, coaches, managers, you know, whatever walk of life you're in, you know, when you've been in a business a a long time, you've got to be better. I think you're better at your business when you've got all those experiences and you've made some mistakes and you've, you've learned from them or you've made some decisions. So certainly um, my experiences as being a general manager, you know, as I went into that RV situation a year ago, my mindset was be if I could do a deal that made really good sense for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, I was going to do a deal. And if not, which obviously was the case, I was going to sit and wait, ride the year out, and then readdress it uh, in the off season. And uh, as I started to talk to uh, Jesse's agent in the off season, I started to sense that there was some uh, some movement and to to possibly uh, come back to Edmonton. So uh, certainly, I'm happy he's here. He's you know he's a, he's a I mean a top five pick, top three pick uh, in his draft class. He's still only 22 years of age. Um, you know, he had a coming off a really good season. I think he's matured last year, and he seems to be happy with his role on the team. I mean, he seems to be, you know, I talked to him last week and about his about his number, and he, he was open to change. He went from number 98 to 13. He, he's, he's, he's on a third line with the tourists and, and Archibald. He seems really, really, really happy with the line, and they're going to be, I'm hoping that they can be a real important line to our uh, to our to our team, a, a line that can go up against other uh, other teams' uh, top lines, but also a, a line that can uh, that can provide some uh, some offense for us. Can uh, Neil uh, is, is skating? We haven't seen anything of Haas. Will those two guys start start on IR for you? Yes, yes, they will both start on IR. You mentioned, uh, you know, the, the taxi squad and also the fact that there's no ice in Bakersfield. Uh, we haven't got anything official out of Bakersfield. In a perfect world, uh, with the American, you know, would Bakersfield maybe play, I don't know, 35, 40 games? And, but also delay, uh, play fewer games at the start because the Oilers, like several other organizations, got a younger, a lot of younger prospects over in Europe. You could maybe get Samarukov here in, in Broberg here, uh, later on, uh, in, in the spring. Would that make sense? Does it stay? Well, stay? yeah, it, it does. It does, Bob. Basically, what what Scott Housen is is going to do with the American League, and we've been on a few calls, is basically every division. We're in a division with eight teams um, uh, down in California, and you know, uh, Vegas is, uh, Henderson has joined, and there's Tucson and Colorado. So there's 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 eight teams in the American League. We've all agreed we're either i think we're playing 40 games we're waiting for the schedule to come out but they gave us the matrix it looks like we're going to play 40 uh six of the teams are playing 42 are playing 38 but we're and we've we've requested you know early on to play just 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 on weekends a couple of games a week for for two reasons number one we'd like to play more games later in the year as we get into march um you know you think about sam rukov broberg uh, uh, Phil Kemp is over in Europe. We've, we, he's there to lead till, lead till their team is done. Uh, Raphael Lavoie is over there. So these players are going to come. You know, do, do we do anything with our players in college? Uh, Berglund, Philip Berglund. So we're hoping to play a couple of games a week because our, we've got more players coming later in the year. And also, I think, you know, from a COVID standpoint, let's just be practicing and play a couple of games and, and reduce the games until, until hopefully, uh, you know, six, eight weeks go by and, 
hopefully there's more more vaccines and people have made better decisions and uh, and, uh, and 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 they can get the the COVID under under control a little bit better and then we can start to play three games a week when uh, when we're getting players from uh, from Europe so that they can get some experience in April and May some some North American pro experience to get them ready for next year's training camp. Two more questions for Oilers GM Ken Hall and Bob Stoffer Oilers. Now, Ken, speaking of Philip Roberg, there was never any official statement uh, from Sweden following the tournament. Was he playing hurt during the course of the World Juniors? Yeah, he had some. Basically, uh, I think in the playoffs, he he had he had a um, he had a bit of a tear. He had a tear, and he wasn't going to play in the round robin games. He decided to play. He had he had an MRI, and I think he had a torn a tear in a muscle up above his knee. And then I, I think he got a separate, partially separated shoulder. So basically, he was playing in the playoffs, you know, in the, in the middle rounds, or that way he played the one game. I think he was playing with a partially separated shoulder. I know he was playing with a partially separated shoulder and a and a tear in his in his in his, in his in some muscle just above just above his above his knee. So uh, you know, I I. I uh, I liked it that he uh, he dug in. He was the captain. Uh, he wanted to play. Um, I know he had an MRI about December 26th and 27th, and he was he was not going to play. And then he went out the next morning and he talked to the Swedish doctor, and and then he he called me and I called Doctor Naidu, and we gave him the green light to go ahead. We knew he was playing hurt. Um, I like that. I like that trait. I like that uh, you can't be a hundred percent all the time. You you got to dig in. So I like that he uh, he was the captain. He wanted to play, and he, he played hurt and gave everything he got. All right. Very quickly, last night during the national championship game, ESPN referenced Alabama as a program where the players are wired differently. Uh, they didn't have any positive cases during the year. The coach did, but none of the players did. Several players elected to play instead of opting out. One guy even came back. Jalen Waddle, first round top 15 pick in the draft, came back from a broken ankle and hobbled around to play in the championship game. They got total commitment from their players. Uh, you had that in Detroit. Is that what it's ultimately about in terms of building an elite organization? Well, absolutely. I, you know, I think it's absolutely. I think, you know, it's certainly it's organizational. It's in the locker room. I mean, everybody, it's, 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 it's getting a whole bunch of people that are, uh, um, focused on team success and, and, and understanding that, um, you know, come, you know, your role on the team and you might have to be a different role and at the contract to go negotiations and you might have to take a little bit less and, 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 uh, you know, and, and, and certainly now in this, in this world that we live in making personal decisions to, to, to do everything you can to not, uh, uh, bring COVID into into your locker room. So certainly, um, you know the organizations um, that are best make the best decisions from top to bottom um, are going to have probably the, the best success of keeping COVID out. Now, saying all that, I think there's also an element of you know luck. I don't think the luck. I think there's an element of luck. You know, you, you know, you happen to be in the wrong spot, and you're I don't know, and somebody's got it, and then all of a sudden it's it's passed, and you don't know you've got it, and and uh, you know, it, I, but I but I think, but there's it's way more about making the right decisions than than luck. But certainly, I think there's luck, good luck, and bad luck that uh, that can that can factor in over the course of uh, four months with 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 injuries and also with COVID. Ken, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing the information. Let's have a great year, all right?
Yeah, can't wait to get going, Bob. Thank you. Thanks for your time. It is 1229 in Edmonton. We will go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses on Horse Racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.